What's up, guys, and welcome to episode five of the Controversy Podcast. We just went through the Super Wild Card Weekend. It was fantastic. I went four and two on my picks. I'm not going to complain. My Saints went through. We're living. This week, we're going to be going through the divisional round matchups. Uh, we have a couple new segments this week. We have uh, a new segment called Yes or No, pretty self-explanatory. We have a new segment called Top 5. We'll get into that later. And we have the question of the week, our uh, bold prediction of the week, and our lock of the week in terms of betting. So we'll start it off with the first game on Saturday, January 16th. And that's the number six Los Angeles Rams going to Lambeau Field and playing the Green Bay Packers of the one seed of the NFC at 435. Shaner, tell me what you think. Uh, I think this game is going to be a very boring game. I think it's going to be a really run-heavy game. Uh, I see the Rams trying to kill the clock as much as they can, make sure they, that Rodgers gets the ball the least amount of times possible. Uh, it's what they did against Seattle also. So I think it's going to be a boring game, but I, I still think the Packers are going to win. Uh, I think it's going to be close, just like I said, just because they're going to try and run out the time and not give Aaron Rodgers the ball as much. Yeah, I'm with you too. I think I think we can all agree that the Seahawks Rams game was extremely boring. It was the second um, most boring game after the Saints Bears. I, I have to say the two mo the two middle games on Saturday and Sunday were both absolutely brutal. Listen, the, the I don't care about being boring. It's all about the dubs, baby. Uh, I, I feel you. I feel you. My game was pretty entertaining, but uh, you know they lost, so I don't care. But no, I'm with you, Shane. I think. Uh, the Packers offense, I know Seattle's offense was supposed to be, you know, this great thing coming into the season. Obviously, they've been pretty brutal lately because um, Russell Wilson literally couldn't get a pass off without hands in his face or, you know, pressure on him. Uh, but I think the Green Bay offense is significantly better and they're more importantly, they're playing significantly better than Seattle was. Um, so I think that's going to match up well with the Rams. Uh, I don't know who's going to start a quarterback for the Rams. Honestly, probably Goff, I guess. Uh, he didn't play bad. Um, but no, I have the Packers in this game too. All right. I, I thought about this a lot, and I kind of did this thing where, like, for every game I had, like, an X-Factor thing going. So, like, Seattle couldn't move the ball in the Rams. Jalen Ramsey absolutely locked up DK again. I mean, he, he had a couple late plays, but it didn't really matter. My X-Factor for this game is going to be Devontae against Jalen Ramsey, and I feel like everyone's talking about it all week. It's going to get a lot of hype going into the game. I think Jalen Ramsey will have the upper the upper hand in that matchup, but I do think Rodgers and that and that Packers offense is gonna find a way to move the ball. Still, Rodgers he, he can exploit any matchup on the field. Tanya's still playing well. Um, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams obviously is gonna be big. Look, Troy Hill, Darius Williams playing well for the Rams. They're they're locking down two and three guys, but I still like Green Bay. That being said. Cam Akers could have a big game against a bad Packers run D. Um, but, yeah, I, I still think Green Bay wins, no doubt. But I like the Rams plus seven if it came down to it. Yeah, all I got to say to that is um, I completely disagree with what you just said. Yeah, um, me too. I, I don't like, think Jalen Like, listen, Jalen Ramsey, 
is a phenomenal corner, but there's no corner, there's no person in this, in this league that's going to stop Dante Adams right now. It's ridiculous how well he's playing. We'll see. So we'll see. I think he has the upper hand in that. We'll see. Hey, look, I wouldn't be shocked because Jalen Ramsey is that good of a corner, but right, if they play like he's, if he plays like he's been playing all season and Aaron Rodgers has been throwing like he's been throwing all season, no one's stopping oh, I, that match. I agree. If there's, not, one not, guy, if there's one guy in the NFL that could stop Devontae Adams, I think it's Jalen Ramsey. I, and I don't think, I, I think Devontae is I don't think he's going to stop him. I like, think Devontae not, is a – I just think Jalen yeah. has the – Devontae is more of a slow him down guy. Yeah. Yeah, no, he'll, he'll wear it out for sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, that yeah. Said, I've got we, we said the same thing that no one could stop D-Hop and Jalen Ramsey did it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that being said, I've got um, the Packers to win a close game. Listen, I wouldn't be shocked if the Rams won. The Rams' defense looked phenomenal on Saturday it was. And uh, listen, if, if the Rams can keep the ball and move the ball down the field like they get against the Seahawks defense, who says, like, who says they can't do it against the Packers defense, right? Especially the Seahawks defense playing that well. Listen, um, the Packers have what? Like the number three offense in the league? Is it number three or number two, I think? Um, but the Rams have the best defense in the league. Like, st- statistically, so that's going to be a very interesting matchup. I think it's going to be a lot closer than some people think. I think it's going to come down to can Jared Goff play in freezing cold temperatures? Because, listen, I'm being hopeful because I, if, I, if the Saints beat the Bucks, I don't want them to go to Lambeau. But, you know, um, it definitely could happen. My prediction, Packers in a close game. So I guess I'll take the Rams plus seven. Um, we'll move to the second game of the Saturday, and this is, to me, the game of the week. Um, the number five seeded Ravens at Buffalo, the number two seeded Bills at 815. Um, I'm going to go first, and this is the hardest game for me to predict because, to me, these are the two hottest teams in football. Like, coming into the playoffs, after this week, too, the Ravens' defense looked phenomenal against Derrick Henry. Um, I don't really know what to expect. Um, if Diggs and Allen can play well, I guess I'm going to take the Bills. But I guess I'm just – I hope they both play well, and I hope one team goes into the, the week after playing well. Because I don't know about you. I, I don't want to see the Chiefs back in the Super Bowl, regardless if the Saints are playing them, regardless if the Saints even get there. I don't want to see the same team in the Super Bowl again. I want to see a great team like the Ravens or Bills go in there shock. The Chiefs, I'm just assuming the Chiefs are going to beat the Browns. I mean, who knows? The Browns might beat them, but I'll just take – I'm going to take the Bills minus two and a half. That's my, that's my pick. Look, I watched the Bills play. I, well, we all did, obviously, but I had, you know, a big stake in that game. Um, and we can argue about this. We can talk about this, whatever. I don't think the Bills deserve to beat the Colts. I think the Colts played better the majority of the game. It just came down to missing field goals, bad calls in the red zone, things like that. I think – if the Bills come out and play anywhere near where they played against the Colts, the Ravens are going to win. Um, and again, it, it's tough to say because, you know, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs both had, both had respectively, you know, franchise record breaking years. So, you know, they can turn it on and off whenever they please. Um, but no, I have the Ravens coming in. I have them upsetting. We can all agree the Ravens are not a six seed. 
like at all. They're not the skill of a six seed, I don't think. Well, they're five. They're the five seed, but yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, they're not. They're not the skill of a five seed. I think they were the best team in that division. They're obviously the harder team in that division now that the Steelers lost. Um, and I just like the matchup better for the Steelers. Uh, for the uh, for the Ravens, sorry. I think Ravens. You know, the Colts have a good defense, but the Ravens have a very good defense as well. And I think the Ravens offense is significantly better, significantly more explosive than the Colts. Um, so again, if I have the Bills playing anywhere near where they played on Saturday against the Colts, I have the Ravens in this game. Either way, actually, I have the Ravens. I just want to add one more thing to that. Yeah. I forgot to say. Um, another thing that it comes down to is how Lamar Jackson plays. Because to me, at 100% playing as best as he can, Lamar Jackson is the hardest player to defend in football. And I don't think it's close. Um, I think it was shown on what was it a sunday yeah um guy was running all over the place i don't know how you're supposed to stop that listen listen the guy doesn't have the best arm but he could throw like he's a quarterback and i mean he won an mvp guy yeah. ran for 137 yards that's ridiculous for a quarterback in the nfl yeah like if he does that i don't, I don't see any team stopping them really but i mean it's, it's one game that he won but we'll, we'll see i mean he's yeah. gonna win a couple more the only thing that scares me a bit is how much um, they were able to pick on Marlon Humphrey in the first half of that game. That concerns me a bit with the Bills' pass offense, but yeah. uh, I don't know. Speaking, speaking of Marlon Humphrey on that one, this game, to me, comes down to, to that matchup. I think it's going to be a shootout, and I think whoever gets the better, better Marlon Humphrey or Stephon Diggs, I think that team's going to come out on top. Cam talked about that X factor. It's, it's hard to stop Stephon Diggs, but Marlon Humphrey, to me, is a top corner in this league. Obviously, he didn't. He didn't look like he looked bad for what he is against AJ Brown. Like that, yeah. he looked like a normal corner. He didn't look like himself. But to say he played completely bad is like, no, he didn't. Not fair. It's just he played bad compared to his standards. So I think this game comes down because, like I said, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it comes down to who wins the the Humphrey Diggs battle, and I think that's the team that's going to win this game. I agree. Like I was, I was impressed with the Ravens. They did a really good job shutting down Derrick Henry. Obviously. Um, they sold out for the run. They they played well. Marlon hum- Humphrey had a little, couple hurdles in the first half, but um, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a shootout type of game. I think the Bills have a, a much better offense, and I was going to go with that X factor too. I was going to say Stephon Diggs, but I'm going to go with Lamar against that Bills front seven because I think the Bills are going to score. I think if the Bills can contain Lamar. And and not and make him force him to throw the ball. We'll see what happens. The Bills aren't going to try and run the ball. They're going to be throwing the ball heavily, obviously. So especially with Zach Moss out. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Bills. This game fully has the makings of being the last team with the ball wins the game. Shane, you also didn't give a pick. I don't think. Oh well, I, I'm taking the Bills, but like I said, whoever wins that matchup, I'm lone wolf in it. <laughs> Okay, it's not a bad pick. I'm not upset with your Ravens. Pick. Yeah, no, me either. I mean, like, there's no really, like, upsets now, you know? I guess Browns, Chiefs would be, like, Browns, Browns Chiefs would be an unbelievable upset. Right. Yeah. But, but, like, the other three games, they're, they're, they're going to be close. No, they're all good it's games. safe to assume they're, they're going to be close. Yeah. All right, so speaking of the Browns, we're going to go to our Sunday matchups, and the first one is the six-seeded Browns at uh, the one-seeded Chiefs. Um, Cam, you go first this time. All right. Um, look, Browns played well yesterday. A couple good bounces. Baker played well. Chubb played well. Kareem Hunt played well. Like, they were clicking. 
Big Ben threw four picks, obviously. And anytime Cleveland, like, anytime you don't turn the ball over and you can force four or five, they forced five last night. Anytime you can force five turnovers, you're, you're probably going to win. Um, so I was impressed. Uh, with that being said, I still like the Chiefs. Um, I think the Browns could have could find some success running the ball. Uh, but look, it, Denzel Ward comes back. Their defense will will play a little bit better. They'll have a better chance. But I still don't know how close it's going to be. I want to say it's going to be close. I like what the Browns are doing right now. But Chiefs look really hard to stop. My X factor for this game is Baker Mayfield. If he can throw the ball and and keep that offense rolling and moving, then they'll have a chance. If he doesn't play well and the Chiefs force turnovers, it's going to get ugly really quick. Okay, so I don't have a hard-on for the Browns quarterback like our friend Cam. And <laughs> I'm just going to come out and say that the Chiefs are going to win by two scores very easily. Um, I don't think this game is going to be close, to be honest. I, and again, I don't know. But I, I just don't think this game is going to be close. I think the Chiefs are way too good. And I think and, – and, and we spoke about it yesterday, but I think – Yesterday's game, obviously the Browns played really well, but I think it just more showed that the Steelers weren't that good. That, that's all it showed me, to be perfectly honest. Um, and again, the Browns aren't a, a joke of a team, but I think two scores against the Chiefs is, is not unrealistic. Here's what I have to say about yesterday's game. Juju Smith-Schuster needs to shut his goddamn mouth. That's what he needs to do. Because I think he lit the fire under the Browns for them to come out and put that whooping on them in the first quarter. And the Browns almost, like, they let the Steelers back in that game. But you know what the worst part about the Juju quote is? Is it was taken out of context. Like, like he said, like, oh, they're the same old Browns, like, gray faces. He didn't mean they're nobodies. He just no, meant I know, that he I know, doesn't care but, who he's playing. But they I took know. it so out of context. Something about Ohio teams like, and people talking about them before big yeah. games. They just, about just, it doesn't matter how he meant it to come out. He meant, the way he said it was not worded properly, and they took that, and they ran with that, and that's what I think that's what happened in that game. Uh, the last time uh, Patrick Mahomes played was three weeks ago. You're going to tell me Patrick Mahomes on full rest is not going to outdo this defense perfectly? He's going to light them apart. He's going to pick them apart. I don't see any matchup for Travis Kelsey. I like Denzel Ward per- personally, but I think Tyreek Hill is – too fast for him to cover. Uh, I don't know. Le'Veon Bell always plays good against the Browns, too. So, I'm going to take the Chiefs in a blowout. Okay. So, what I have to say about this is the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. I don't think anyone's going to disagree with me. No. Does anyone disagree? No? Okay, cool. What I'm also going to say about that is going into the playoffs, I think for, like, six straight games, they won by one score. And then the last – well – the last game doesn't really matter. No one was playing. They lost, but... Yeah. That being said, 10 points is a huge spread for a playoff game, especially for a team like that played like the Browns who put up 45 points against one of the best defenses in football. Um, I'm not saying at all that the Browns are going to win. That is not what I'm saying. I would be shocked if the Browns beat the Chiefs. Um, I think the Chiefs are making it to the Super Bowl. I hope they don't, but I think they are. Um, but I'm just saying that 10 points is a lot. So give me the Browns plus 10, but give me the Chiefs to win. Man, I, don't see a, I don't see a world where it's that close. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I think they don't. gave everything they had yesterday, and I, I don't see them doing it again. But who, who, who cares what I say? Because I said Seahawks-Rams was going to be the blow. 
to see. Well, it. Listen, the, 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 the Browns dominated the line too. You know, they have Miles Garrett. They could get pressure on Mahomes. Right. Like it's, it's not going to be a. I don't think it's going to be a blow. I mean, the Browns are there. The Browns, like, say what you want to say. The Browns put up forty-five points. Like, whatever. Some of them were bounces and stuff, but like forty-five yeah. points yeah. against that defense. Like, look, if Conklin comes back, um, he, he got hurt a little bit. Conklin comes back. Petonio's back. Denzel Ward's back. If the Browns can sustain drives, and we know they run the ball, we know they run the ball all the time. They're going to try and shove it down their throat. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I think it could be a little close. I hope, I hope it is. For the sake of the game, I hope it is. I don't want to be watching a blowout. No one really wants to watch that unless it's the Saints blowing out some team, you know. But um, here we go. Speaking of the Saints, my game of the week, obviously, because it's my team. We got the Bucks going to play the Saints for the third time this year. The Saints are favored by three points. I'm never going to bet against my team. So right there, I'm just going to say Saints minus three. Um, I think one of the hottest teams in football is the Bucs, which does scare me. And the Saints are not playing hot right now. They did not look great against the Bears. Their defense looked fantastic, but it was the Bears' offense. Like, I wasn't surprised with what happened. Um, there's a couple red flags. There's red flags for both teams. But I think the Saints have the most balanced roster in the NFL. But, you know, it's going to be hard to beat Brady in the playoffs. But let's uh, – here's the hoping they do. So, uh, give me the Saints minus three. Matt, Matt you're not going to like me. Okay, and I don't know why. This is it, – it's huh? just – it's a weird thing going on in my head right now that I don't know why, but the fact that the Saints blew out the Bucks kind of plays to the Bucks' favor. I don't know why, but I just feel that in my head. Um, and, and, you know, they have Tom Brady in the playoff, who's, you know, just a – demigod will call him as much as I fucking hate him um but no I, I I don't have any notes for the matchup I don't have any key matchups like Michael Thomas versus whoever Alvin Kamara versus you know whoever I don't have any matchups like that for this game I just I think it's just going to be not a shootout because I don't think it's going to be insanely high scoring but I think it's just going to be you know a, a matchup between two fantastic quarterbacks that are going to manage the game really well two great coaches that are again going to manage the game really well I and I just see the X factor, I guess I do have one, just being Tom Brady in the playoffs. And I have no other answer than that, but I have the Bucks in this game. Yeah, I think, well, like, what's happened, regardless of what happened last time they played, like, obviously the Bucks offense couldn't get anything going. But I think it's really, like, the Saints being able to work the Bucks defense. Huh? I don't think I don't think that the blowout has anything that has nothing to do with my pick, I guess. But no, uh, no, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like I think like, we could just throw that game out the window. I think the the Bucks defense yeah, still yeah. didn't match up well against the Saints. I don't like they have athletic linebackers. I still think Kamara's a problem for them. Um, we don't know if Rojo's going to be back. I haven't heard anything. I know he didn't play on the weekend, so we'll see where that goes. I think with Fournette, you're not running the ball super effectively consistently for a whole game. Um, so I do like the Saints to win. It's gonna like like we said, Tom Brady, hard to stop in the playoffs. So we'll see. But my X factor for this game is is Kamara and the the Bucks linebackers. We'll see if they can do anything to stop him, to slow him down, keep him in the backfield. I don't know, but I like the Saints to win. I like Kamara to to score also. Yeah, I'm I'm agreeing with you guys. I like the Saints to win also. Uh, I think the only way the Bucks find the way to win is like Cam said, the linebackers, they're getting Devin White back this week. He was already cleared to play. So that's huge for them. Yeah. 
look, I think Devin White and Levante David might be the best linebacker duo in the NFL. Uh, but like we said, Kamara's hard to stop. If they can find a way to slow him down and keep Latavius Murray to, to small runs and make Drew Brees throw that ball more often than, than they, they plan to do, I think that's when the Bucks have an opportunity. Uh, the Mike Evans, Marshawn Lattimore thing, that's I – don't, I don't know what happens, but Mike Evans just can't get going against Marshawn Lattimore. I think that obviously plays to the Saints. So I, I expect uh, Brady to go to Chris Godwin a lot. I don't know if Janoris Jenkins can match up with, with Godwin. Um, I think CJ is going to get someone kicked out. So Yeah, probably. The Saints are going <laughs> to have to get Brown. a lot of pressure on Brady. Tony O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, listen, uh, out of all that, all we got to say is Dawson, either you're going to look like a hero or you're going to be just yeah, I'm you know, on the outside place. of these games. And again, I, I think, uh, you know, I should have changed my mind, not changed my mind, but I think the match at Cam's right to say that the X factor is Kamara versus the linebackers, but it's not Kamara in the run game. I think it's Kamara out of the backfield. I agree. I agree. Levante, David, and, and – um, Devin White. Yeah, Devin White are fantastic linebackers, but I think coming out of the backfield and being a pass catcher is, you know, huge, and I think that's going to be the X factor. I don't think it's going to be him running the ball. Anyways. But we'll see. Whoever, whoever gets that, more I, pressure I think, on the other quarterback, I think, has the advantage. Right. That's what I, I just want to put it out there. I, I hope I'm wrong, Matt. I really hope I'm hey, wrong. Thanks, bro. Thanks. I'm cheering for the Saints. Listen, I'm cheering for the Colts, too. <clears throat> I know, and I'm, cheer, I'm cheering for the Saints, 100%. Thanks. The Saints' defense excels when they know the other team is not running the ball successfully against them. Yeah. If, if the Bucks can't run the ball, Brady's going to have guys in his face all game long, and we know how that usually turns out for Brady, so that's why I'm With going. With that being said, I think that the Ravens-Bills game is going to be the most exciting game. I think the Saints-Bucks game is going to be the most – competitive game yeah. that makes sense it's gonna be a chess match yeah um before we move on to our next segment i just want to say um that uh whoever's listening right now should go follow us on instagram youtube spotify apple Podcasts, all that stuff at nothing but controversy um we film every monday and post every tuesday at 5 p.m we now have visuals going on youtube if you don't like li- just listening to podcasts you actually want to watch our reactions watch Watch us as we go through our podcast. You can just go to the YouTube, subscribe, like our stuff, comment, whatever. You, if ever you guys have suggestions for segments and stuff, send us a text and for sure be able to listen to you on that. With that being said, let's move Maybe. on to the new segment called Yes or No. And basically, it's kind of like this or that. These guys haven't been prepared for these questions I'm about to ask because it's going to be right on the spot. and once I ask a question, they're going to hold up a sign that either says yes or no. And that's pretty much simple. It's like that. We need to work on these segment names. Seriously. All, All right. right. Give, me a test. Give me a test. All right. There you test go. Is test is in. Test. Good. All right. So let's go to our first question. And I was watching the game last night and it popped to my head. I was originally only supposed to have like four or five questions. I think I added a couple more at the end. But my first question is – is Nick Chubb currently a top three running back in the league? Currently as in this year or just like if – Like when, when everybody's healthy or – Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you ready? Yes, One, sir. One, two, three. 
Okay. <laughs> so just quick, since we all said no, just quick, I just want to say that I think he's in the top six or seven. I have Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey before him for sure. Saquon. Saquon. Saquon too. Fair enough. Where's the dis- How do you forget Saquon? Because the Giants suck. Because the Giants suck. That's why. Son of the Panthers. Son of the Vikings. <laughs> I have, yeah, not, I agree with you. I have all those ahead of him too. Yeah, same. I Look, I love Nick Chubb. He's playing lights out right now. But, uh, but yeah, there, there's a few guys ahead of him for sure. Okay, so if, if it was this season, would you have him in the top three? Mm. I would still say no. But. I would uh, – He would have a better case, close. but I don't three. think that would be in top three. Because I mean, you have, like, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, and Alvin Kamara still. Yeah, exactly. Oh, That's why I think I would, like, consider slotting him in at four there, but we'll see. Okay. All I have to say is Jonathan Taylor had more rushing yards, so. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. He also played um, every game. Yeah. No, he didn't. He played more than Nick Chubb did. He did. <laughs> All right. So let's just keep these nice and short um, since we got a few of them. The next question is, is Rob Gronkowski the greatest tight end of all time? All right. Is everyone ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Okay. What's so this split up. No, sir. Split up. All right. No, sir. I'm just going to say my piece. Um, you guys know I hate the Patriots, but I've never seen a, a tight end more dominant than, than Rob Gronkowski, both in the blocking game and the receiving game. I think that um, as a route runner and pass catcher, Travis Kelsey beats him. But as a tight end and a pa- pass blocker, a run blocker, Rob Gronkowski trumps Travis Kelsey. Like it, I don't think it's close. And that's why. Because I think it's them too. Tony Gonzalez is there too. Yeah, I think was... it's Tony Gonzalez as much. But uh, that's why Rob Gronkowski is the greatest for me. So that, yeah, so that was my question for the, the two no boys. Is it Tony Gonzalez your number one? Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would. I got Tony ahead of him. Yeah. Made for both. I just, but I, think I personally when it's all said and done. I really think when it's all said and done, Travis Kelsey is going to be regarded. Yeah, me too. I, me too. I think Kittle's got a chance too. Kittle too, man. Kittle is a freaking physical blocker, man. Like that is. Yeah, yeah. I think Kyle Pitts is the best tight end. I agree. Kyle Pitts <laughs> will go down as the greatest tight end of in all time. Okay. I wouldn't bet against. Him. I like it. <laughs> all right, let's go to the next question. This is our first kind of hockey thing since hockey's starting this week, and it's just because we're all Montreal boys. I figured I'd put the Canadians in there, but the question is: Are the Montreal Canadiens making the playoffs this year? Come on, easy, Pretty easy. Come on. All right. Ready? One, two, three. All right. Listen. They are fucking us, good this year, man. Yeah, listen, okay? Dude. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it. They might make it to the freaking conference final. I think so, too. If there's any team that's going to make it far, it's a team with a hot goalie. We have the best goalie in the league. It's a team with a good defense, and Shea Weber is one of the best defensemen in the league, one of the most experienced defensemen in the league. And now we have, like, two or three lines that are so solid, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Mark Bergevin did a phenomenal job. Yeah, it's, it's the only good. thing I'm a little pissed about is we just lost Jolson. That's the only thing I'm a bit pissed yeah, about. Yeah, I, I knew it. as soon as I saw it, man. I texted Cam right away. I yeah, said he's yeah. gone. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think we'll lose Perry or Froelich. I don't think we'll. I, lose I wouldn't be surprised because the Leafs wanted to sign Corey Perry before he signed in Montreal. I would not be 100 percent surprised if he, if the Leafs took him off waivers. Yeah, but, but I'm excited to see Romanov this year. I think he's going to yeah. be oh, a man. stud. Yeah, but I think I think what's gonna Set the halves above is a lot of people listening are not going to like what I'm about to say, 
But I think Jonathan Julian is going to have his career year. I yeah. think they find – look at his best year in Tampa – uh, in Montreal, sorry, which was the most points he ever had. He's playing on the line with Domi and Andrew Shaw. And this year he's playing on the line with Suzuki and Josh Anderson. I'm not – like Anderson and, and Shaw kind of play the same style, but Anderson's better than Shaw. And Suzuki right now is going gonna, is gonna to be better than Domi. I'm excited to see Suzuki and KK too. Anderson's definitely uh, a better point producer. I think he's going to get Jordan into open space. Also – Yeah. Like Jordan's having a really good camp. I don't know you guys been seeing the Habs on, on Twitter and stuff. Yeah. Like, He's play. He's looks good right now. He's in shape. Like I'm excited to see this team. I do think they make the playoffs for sure. Also, Jake Jake Allen was the yeah. best trade he made. All all. I was gonna him. say too. Like Jake Allen looks good. They I finally have a real win the, the Canadian division. I was gonna say also with this Canadian division, like that. That's you're getting the edge a little bit. Because on paper, Toronto is a better team than Montreal, but Toronto always seems to. They could. It, they can never get it together. I can. It is what it is, because Toronto has some stars. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, we're going to go back to football. And since I said Nick Chubb, like, we were going to do the whole league. Let's just say currently, okay, like this season, okay? Is Stefan Diggs currently a top three NFL receiver? Wow. Are we ready? Yes. No. Yes. One, two, three. All right. Okay. So we're split up again. So I'll say my piece again. Just so everyone knows, Matt and Shane had yes, me and Cam had no. I think Devontae Adams is number one. It's yes. not close right yeah. now. It hasn't been close all year. Yep. You guys are going to be very upset with me, but I have D-Hop at four right now. If, if Michael Thomas is number two, no, I'm getting no, off this. No, he's not. Right this now. year, Michael Thomas played like three games, okay? I'm not putting him in my top 20. But – I was D-Hop four. Okay, let me just say something, okay? Stephon Diggs, number two. He's been the second best receiver in the league this year. He has. It's, I, don't, I don't think – like, I don't know. I don't I understand how – I don't know how you would be able to argue that because all the statistics say no, that. No, you can't. You can't. You can't. And – Number three is Tyreek Hill. I think Tyreek Hill is the most unguardable receiver in the league. Um, I don't think he's the best receiver in the league, but I think all three of those guys right now are playing better than D-Hop was playing this year. D-Hop had a phenomenal start to the year, kind of shrugged off at the end, but that's why I have D-Hop at four. It might be controversial, but that's why. I think, I think outside of Devontae Adams, the other three that you just named, so Tyreek, uh, Stephon Diggs, and – I'm drawing a mind blank. D-Hop are a toss-up. I think Devontae Adams is the clear-cut number one. The other three are a toss-up. I would just rather have D-Hop and Tyreek on my team. I just think – I don't know. I, not that they're bigger – they're more explosive. Not that they're bigger playmakers. Just right now, the landscape of the league, I would just rather have those two. That's just my opinion. I think Diggs is a better receiver, but Tyreek Hill is a better player. Like, you can use Tyreek Hill more than you can use Stephon Diggs. But as a, like, number one receiver in your offense, I would rather have Diggs. I, I, again, I see both sides. Fair enough. All right. Let's move on to the next one. And we were talking about Jalen Ramsey before, okay? This question is going to be really tough. But is Jalen Ramsey the best corner in football? I'm not waiting. Dawson, you're upside down. I don't think it's close either. I was thinking about it. I was like, maybe you guys might have some arguments. No. But I saw some stats of 
Jalen Ramsey against the receipt, like the top receivers in the league this year, he played DK three times and held them to four catches and 44 yards or something stupid like that when guarding him. That's ridiculous. In three games against D hop, I think he had two catches for 22 yards. That's crazy. That's crazy. These guys are dominant. Like they get like, these guys average like 89, 80 to 90 yards a game on a bad day. Like, you know, like I think it's, I think it's it's crazy. I can't wait to see Devontae Adams against Jalen Ramsey. I think if anyone's going to break that curse, it's going to be Devontae Adams. Yeah. But I think Jalen Ramsey is the best corner in football right now. It's not close. You could have made an argument for Stephon Gilmore last year. I still thought it was Jalen Ramsey last year, but. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Like, Jalen Ramsey is huge. He's physical. Yeah. He's not scared to man anyone up. He'll, he'll literally man anyone up. Tight end, the best receiver on your team, it does not matter. Jalen He's Ramsey talks a lot and he backs it up. Yeah, and he just yeah. he makes plays like nonstop. So I don't to me like it's really not close at all. That's another thing yeah, back to the Packers. On my defense another it. another thing back to the Packers game. Anytime you have Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald on the same defense, we don't know if Aaron Donald's gonna play, but I'm gonna assume he's gonna play. Anytime you have those two guys on the same defense, you have a chance to win, I guess. So I do like Jair too. He's pretty good, but he's not like nowhere no one's close to Jalen Ramsey. No. Yeah. All right. So now before we go on to the next one. I just want to shout out my team playing tonight. We don't I hope they obviously, get obviously this is gonna be posted tomorrow, so we're not like we're not gonna be able to have a reaction. But this is why I'm wearing my Alabama shirt. And uh, for the next question, I just want to say, will the now official Heisman Trophy winning be the first receiver taken in the draft? It is absolutely not rigged. It's rigged. There's no way Kyle Trask finishes fourth. That's bullshit. I, I had him fourth, too. Absolutely not. Then you never watch football in your life. Yeah, so of the experts that voted on it, too. Absolute horseshit. Kyle Trask, number four. What a joke. Okay. Will Devontae Smith be the first receiver taken in the draft? One, two, three. Obviously, so, again, split decision here. Me and Matt are on yes. Shane and Cameron, though, obviously – the debate is Jamar or Devontae. I just think Devontae had such a good season this year that, again, he had a historic season. There's no two ways to cut it. Someone is going to jump early and take him over Jamar, who didn't play this year. I think it's – That is my exact argument. But, but you can't take away what Jamar Chase did. You can't season. at all. You cannot at all. And I'm, I'm not, not saying – It's not like he's dropping the similar. second round. Or, I'm not going to – stats like, are pretty similar. I'm not going to sit here and say, like, Devontae's miles better than – than Jamar Chase or the other way around. I think they're both great receivers. All the buzz I'm seeing yeah. is Jamar's going ahead of, of Devontae Smith. Like, we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised. If he does the combine, if he has first. a pro day, we'll see what teams, what teams like, take interest in those guys. Because the, the draft order is going to make a difference too. So, we'll see. All I know is I see a lot of Devontae to the Giants mocks. That's all, I see a lot of that, Shane. Listen. We'll talk about it when we get there. Okay. I, I, I haven't made up my mind who I want the Giants to draft yet, so. Peter just has a problem against Alabama guys. I do not. There's <laughs> No, I like Alabama. I just said it, like, in one of the previous podcasts, I'd rather the Giants sign a free agent, a proven receiver, than draft a receiver. Fair enough. All right. Makes sense. So, we got two more. Do we have any basketball? We don't. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll move on to that when. Yeah, when we're, we good. we're good. We're good. I just want to say – Back to Dawson's bold prediction last week. I was constantly checking my phone to see if James Harden was getting traded. 
I'll do it for you on that bold prediction, buddy. I'm I'm over two on my predictions. We'll talk about that later. But it wasn't a good week for me. All right, let's move on. And this question is very personal to me. And it is: Is Calvin Johnson a first ballot Hall of Famer? Okay, so we're all saying yes because we think so. I don't know if he's gonna get in. I think it would be criminal if he didn't. Calvin Johnson is without a doubt the best receiver I've ever seen play football in my life. The most unguardable receiver I've ever seen in my life. I hate it when people make DK Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Did you you guys see that tweet? It's like, we'll start making the comparison when this happens. And it's literally two corners on the line lined up against Calvin Johnson. When have you ever seen that? I'll start making the comparison when DK stopped dropping the down ball. Oh, my God. And I'll just say this, too. Like, just this being – Calvin Johnson's first, like, chance to get in. And with all this buzz around, like, the DK comparison and shit, I think he gets in first ballot and everyone shuts up about it, honestly. I'd be so tired of hearing it. Yeah. I don't hate DK or anything. I think he's a great receiver. I think he'll be good in this league for a long time. But to compare anyone to Calvin Johnson right now is unfair and, and not right at all. And uh, just for the record, Calvin Johnson is my favorite player I've ever seen in my life. And if you, don't, if you, if you want to argue against that, you could add me on Snapchat at Megatron033. There's the, there's a reason why it is that. <laughs> you know, I was whatever, 12 or 13. He was my guy. He absolutely crushed my heart when he retired at the young age of 30. But, and that's the only thing that that's the only way that he doesn't get in is people are like, oh, he retired too early. But I think it would be a shame if he did. Yeah, he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Okay, this one isn't sports related, but I thought it was funny. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> I've heard this topic like, twelve times since I moved in with him. Better than the party mix. Okay, wait. Party mix is blue bag, right? Blue bag from uh, Costco. No, no mu- that's pink, munchies. Pink and okay. okay. Blue bag is the munchies. Okay. So are munchies better than party mix? Yes. Okay. You ready? Yeah. One, three. two, three. Yeah. No way. Awesome. No way. Oh my god. No way it is. Sun chips are absolutely disgusting. I love yeah, don't think I was right I about to say it's I that important to get that mad about, but it's close. I don't think it's as lopsided as you think it is. It's so lopsided. So <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yours has the, like the crispers in it, no? It has yeah, crispers. No? Yeah, those yeah. are fire. Yeah. <laughs> those are fire. Bro, just the way the Cheetos taste too, bro. Like the Cheetos are the X factor for me. You know what? They're so delicious. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Everything in the blue bag tastes the same. I'm I'm thinking about this now. Are you serious, uh, man? I think the press. I think the press. I, I don't like press. Like Listen, it's really not that far, but I I would pick party mix. Another yeah. thing is I hate pretzels, and the pretzel pretzels in the bag chips. are bigger. And <laughs> I love sun chips, and I sun love chips pretzels, are fire. Munchies takes it takes it away from me, and not close. Sun chips are um, absolutely fire. All right, I'm not talking about this much longer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So wait, let me do one quickly. Just quickly. Are the Toronto Raptors going to make the playoffs? Three, two, one, lift. Okay. I'm I'm disappointed. All right, listen. listen, (laughs) I I told Cam this last night. The Raptors either need to go all in for a big or they need to just fold it up and whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Okay. I agree. That's it for yes or no. We're going to move on to our next segment. And – the segment we do every week it's just 
our bold prediction of the week. You know, the NFL is still going. So, I mean, Dawson had his NBA bold prediction last week. That did not turn out well. My bold prediction was Lamar Jackson over 125 rushing yards and two touchdowns. He had 136 for one touchdown. I think I, I should get some bonus. I, I should get some, some points for that. Um, my bold prediction is the complete opposite. <laughs> I, I think that Lamar Jackson is going to get limited in this game. He's going to be stopped. And I know it's crazy because the Bills defense is fantastic. Didn't you I just say Lamar Jackson was the, mo- the hardest player to stop? In the if, he plays at, if he plays at his best. But we've seen in other playoff games him get absolutely shut down. Right? Like, I mean, he's never been shut down. He's thrown a couple – interceptions but no, he's, he's been, been shut down, shut down. He's been <clears throat> but yeah that's my bold prediction i think that lamar jackson coming is gonna be super hot and he's gonna come up and uh the bills are gonna cool him down my prediction bold prediction of the week travis kelsey two touchdowns that's my bold prediction no n- nothing to add and those are gonna be the two touchdowns that the chiefs beat the browns by 14 <laughs> okay we talked about this before it's going to sound really bold considering the history, but I'm going to go with Mike Mike Evans anytime touchdown score. I think it's time for him to get fucking Marshawn Lattimore off his back, get the monkey off his back, score a big touchdown, contribute to this. Get the gorilla off his back. Get the gorilla off his back. I think it's going to happen. Mike Evans anytime touchdown score. I hope it does not. <laughs> I'm, going, uh, I'm going back to what Cam said before about Cam Akers. I'm going 100 yards and two total touchdowns. Ooh. That's a big game. That's 100 rush yards, two total touchdowns. All right, all right. Those are some good ones. All right. So we're going to move on to our question of the week. And, oh, baby. Uh, you know, uh, Doomsday Monday or Black Monday, whatever they call it last week, you know, the week, <laughs> after, the week after week 17 when all the coaches get fired. And we wanted to talk about – the vacant head coaching position. So our question is basically just to choose a coach and a team that you want to see be paired together. I'll start. Um, to me, the most attractive, I mean, the Eagles just, just lost Doug Peterson. I mean, that's an attractive place to go to, but I think the most attractive place is to go to the LA chargers right now. I mean, the, I don't understand how that team is bad. Like, it's, it just doesn't make sense to me. On paper, they're so good. Like, they and if you're going there, you're getting Justin Herbert, who's a rookie that's already been proven to be phenomenal. You get uh, offensive weapons like Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen, like two studs. And your defense is phenomenal too. Like you're getting back Derwin James too and stuff like that. Yeah, which is big. Yeah, and. Everyone's going to say Eric Bieniemy and stuff, so I'm going to go ahead and say Brian DeBall, the OC of the Bills. I love what he's done with the Bills this year. I mean, he, I mean, he did with Josh Allen what he could do with Justin Herbert, and Justin Her- Herbert is already better than Josh Allen was when he started. Josh Allen turned from a guy who couldn't complete <clears throat> that, a guy who completes all his passes. Like, it, was, it was like it, his mind flipped and he became an MVP candidate. I would love to see that happen with Justin Herbert. Yeah, so I, I agree. I think L.A. is a super attractive destination. My free agent destination, other than L.A., I think a very attractive spot is Atlanta. I know that there's, you know, the whole thing with Julio is on the trade block and Matt Ryan is on the trade block, whatever. 
Um, but no, other than that, like Atlanta is a very good team on paper. Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, you know, their defense, I love Keanu Neal, I love Deion Jones. Um, and as much as it pains me to say, and, and again, we can, we, and they have the number five pick, I think, or something like that. Um, but as, and as much as it pains me to say, I think a good fit for them would be Matt Eberflus from the Colts. You know, he's the, the Colts, you know, they had a great defense this year. And Darius Leonard, one of the best linebackers in the league. DeForest Buckner, you know, no doubt he's one of the best D tackles in the league. But that defense has the ability to make stars. Not maybe not stars, but make average players like very good starting players. Like Anthony Walker is not that great of a player on paper. He's he looks great in the Colts defense. Bobby Okariki, same thing. A lot of our D line, you know, the same thing. A lot of our corners, same thing. Like Rhodes came in here and he had a career year. Um, you know, I think him going to Atlanta, bolstering that defense, not allowing them to give up these stupid fucking comeback leads every single week, um, and pairing that with a pretty good offense, I think that's the most attractive free agent destination, and I think that would be a good coaching fit. All right, I was gonna go with I was gonna go with the Chargers too. Obviously, we just learned that that the Eagles fired Doug Peterson, so. Anyways, I don't know. I would love to see Bianami come to Philly. Like I've made that known on social media. I'm not gonna shut up about it till Bianami does get hired somewhere. Hopefully it's Philadelphia. Um but yeah, I did the Chargers gotta be for any offensive coach, which is a lot of the candidates, that's gotta be like your your you gotta be thinking that you're you're loving LA, like great spot to live, obviously. Great team, like can't go wrong with that. I forgot I to mention, like it is LA. <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like that, that factor is a, like that's a big factor too. But um, I did see the Jags interviewed Joe Brady, and I m- one of my brother's friends is a Jags fan, and he he like wants to know what they should do. And I think Joe like a lot of people are saying it's premature for teams to heart to to be interviewing Joe Brady as an OC or as a head coach. Sorry, I don't think it is. I think he did well with that Panthers offense, who don't have a lot uh, going for them, especially without CMC. Like. They were still putting up points and staying competitive. I think the Jags getting getting Joe Brady, drafting Trevor Lawrence. I think that would be a really good start for them. So, Joe Brady to the Jags is going to be my my answer to that question. Not Urban Meyer, eh? <laughs> Listen, I don't think I, we'll see if that works out. I'm not gonna I'm gonna keep quiet about it because I don't know what's actually gonna happen. But I don't really like Urban Meyer that much. But we'll see. No, I, I like what Cam said about uh, Joe Brady. I think he's gonna. He's everybody's trying to look for like that next Sean McVay, right? So, I mean, I guess you start with a young OC. Uh, I have two. One of them is just selfish. I want Marvin Lewis to run the Eagles into the ground <laughs> and just completely ruin that team. <laughs> uh, but my real one is uh, I saw an article today that uh, Eric Bieniemy actually wants to go to the Jets, and I think that would be great. Um, but I think it would be great if Justin Fields was his quarterback. I think he should go in and he should trade Sam Darnold, and I think he should draft Justin Fields and build up with Justin Fields. And then I think he should take a receiver. They have they have another another pick in the first round with the Seattle the Jamal Adams trade. Take a receiver there at twenty three, right, and just start building this offense around Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields fits his system better than Sam Darnold does. 
But I think that the Jets need to make a huge splash with their, their head coaching uh, vacancy, and I think Eric Bieniemy is that guy. All right. Before we move on, I just want – you know, no one mentioned the Texans, and obviously there's a whole lot of shit going on with the Texans. I just want to know what you guys are – I just want to know what you guys are thinking with Deshaun, with all that. Let me go first. Yeah. I just want to say it's scary for any head coach to be – like if if these rumors about Deshaun Watson being traded to Miami and them getting Tua back, after seeing what Tua just did, like I think there's a little bit of hope. But at the same time, you're losing your star quarterback and you're coming – There's no comparison to- between Tua and Deshaun at this point. You know, like that's why – No, like, no, yeah. Well, there will never be a comparison. I agree, but listen. This guy on Alabama freaking players again. Tua, Tua got benched for Fitzpatrick like three times because he couldn't win the damn game. I don't want to hear anything. His, I don't want to hear his name around Deshaun Watson until he proves something. I'm not ready to give up on Tua. Like, I'm not giving up on him. I just need him to prove something. But listen, I think that would be – It's never going to be comparison. You're giving up on him. Okay, you're, it's a downgrade. Deshaun Watson's a top five quarterback in the NFL. Right now, yeah. It's a downgrade for sure. That's what I mean. So look, yeah, you don't have the you don't have the freedom. If that trade goes through, you don't have the freedom of choosing your quarterback. You're stuck with Tua. You're stuck with an older David Johnson. You probably keep Will Fuller around. Who knows what Brandon Cook? So and they don't even have a first round pick. I think the Texans are the most are the least attractive team. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. That would be my last pick. Yeah. I know they didn't they didn't interview Bami, but he came out and said. I like want nothing to do with that place and whatever. So look, like I don't know how any coach wants to go there. Maybe a young guy, maybe Joe Brady. Who knows? But not an attractive spot. I would not be looking there if I was a head coach. Can we just acknowledge that Bill O'Brien literally set that organization back ten years? Yeah, he did. Like he can also go to the Eagles. Sounds good to me. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to our new segment. We're gonna have this segment every week too. It's a new one we came up with, and it's called Top Five. It's pretty simple. Uh, we're going to come up with a topic, and we're going to each uh, one at a time list our top five of that topic. And uh, I came up with this topic uh, a couple nights ago, and it's top five sports movies of all time. And there are a lot of good ones. Okay? They are. I'm going to start because I just want to list off mine. Um, I just want to say honorable mentions to The Longest Yard and to Happy Gilmore. Adam Sandler is maybe my second favorite actor after Andy Samberg, and he's phenomenal in both those roles, okay? Hilarious movies, classic movies, but to me, sports movies have got to mean something, you know? Like, they've got to be, they got to hype you up, and these movies just make me laugh. Oh, you're going to hate my list then. (laughs) Okay, fair enough, fair enough, okay? So, at five, I have the movie Invincible with Mark Wahlberg. I don't know if you you guys seen it. Yeah, it's Cam's movie. Oh, that's my. <laughs> I love that movie. Okay, that was one of the first like football movies I ever saw. Mark Wahlberg's a great actor, and he plays the role phenomenally. Um, I really like that movie. Um, I've got I've got three football movies and two other sports. At number four, I have Creed. Really, really good movie. If you haven't seen it, really good acting by Michael B. Jordan. He was a great role for that. I saw this, I saw this clip where he took a knockout punch yeah. instead of having a stunt double yeah, do it. Yeah, I've right. seen that. That was a crazy moment. Like just to just to know that he did that was just great. And the story was really good. It was a really good reboot of, of the Rocky series and stuff like that. And yeah. So number three, 
I, okay, so I would have, I'm just assuming I would like draft day, but I've never seen it actually. And that's crazy. That's crazy, man. I know. I got to see it. That's insane. I've been saying that I need to see it and I have I watch it like five man. times a year. Now that you live with me, you're bound to watch it. Okay? All right, we're going to watch it. Bro. <laughs> um, okay, so at number three, I have Moneyball. Okay, I know. Oh my God, I have to change my list. <laughs> I thought you weren't a baseball fan. <laughs> Moneyball is my favorite movie of all time. How the fuck did I forget that? Moneyball is so good. Okay, yeah. it's really, it's really like barely about baseball. That's what I, like, like yeah. I know I said sports movies, but it's all about analytics. It's all about like, like Jonah Hill is usually a really funny character. He is just so good in this movie. Like, yeah. he, like, oh, I love that movie. Um, number two. Okay, so number two, number one are just the ones that mean the most to me, okay? Uh, number two was the first um, uh, sports movie I ever saw in theaters, and it was The Blind Side. I think this is probably going to be on everyone's list. Um, no? Okay, whatever. But it, it, it was number six for me. It barely, okay, it barely okay. was up. Um, unbelievable story. Really good acting. <laughs> had... It just made you cry, you know? <laughs> it was that type of movie that I was like, damn, like, I got it good, you know? Like, some people really have it bad and it just made you think about things. And number one, remember the Titans. Easy pick. It was the, number, it was the first movie that came to mind. It wasn't even close. Um, I literally think that school should be playing this movie to sh yeah. just, just to teach a little bit about social justice and how it was back then. Because I think this movie portrays it perfectly. Yeah. Also, it's a great football movie. There's a lot of football in it. Yeah. A lot of a lot of like teaching moments in that movie. Yeah. Remember the Titans number one easily. It wasn't even close. It goes above all these, and it's not close. Yeah. yeah. I'm going second because I want to. Um, so number five for me. Uh, sorry, Cam. I know you're about to go, but number five for me is Creed. Like you said, I think it's a really good movie. Michael B. Jordan was really good in it. Also saw that in theaters, and, you know, I enjoyed it. So that's why it's number five. Number four, a little comedic action. Number four is Kicking and Screaming. Oh, Kicking man. and Screaming is one of the best movies of all time. It is so funny. Will Ferrell is amazing. That movie is hilarious, and you can't say otherwise. So Kicking and Screaming. Movie. That's, 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 it's a sports movie. It's a sports movie. That I did not oh, expect to hear today. <laughs> okay, number three, Remember the Titans, without a doubt. Classic. Just amazing all around. Number four, uh, number two, Draft Day. Oh, banger. Watch it every single draft day before the Colts break my heart every year. Um, watch that movie. And then number one is Moneyball. I literally just added it to the list. Um, and, yeah, Moneyball. It is my favorite movie. Your list? Uh, I don't really want to say. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was the game plan with The Rock. Oh, oh you know what? That's a great movie, though. That's a great movie. That's fire. <laughs> All right, look. Yeah, I, so that's I, my top five. I agree. Uh, I got to watch Draft Day, boys. <laughs> Three movies that none of you guys mentioned. So I'll start with five. It's forty two. About Jackie yeah, Robinson. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. good. I love that movie. I actually wrote a paper about it in high school. I ended up watching the movie like five or six times and like three. God was crazy in that movie. And then uh yeah. four I have Great Iron Gang. I don't think you guys mentioned it. That's just, good I love that movie. Uh, like just great story. The rock's good in it. Uh, yeah. And then at three I have Coach Carter. Can't believe you guys didn't mention that. Like, that's just... Like, no, it's my top five. You know, they're, they're there. I've watched them, but, you know, it's not my top five, I guess. Sam Jackson, like, just 
fantastic movie. Yeah, two I have drafted and that one I have Remember the Titans. I think Remember the Titans is like, probably my favorite movie ever, honestly. Yeah. Uh, for my list, there's only one movie that I have that you guys didn't name yet. Uh, number five pretty much starts uh, Moneyball. I, like you said, that's a great movie. Uh, number four, I think this this one, you guys all had it higher. Uh, it's a movie that should be on everybody's top five is Remember the Titans. Number three, this one goes back to what we talked about last week and growing up watching Notre Dame. It's Ru- Rudy. Yeah. I think, I think that's a great movie. Uh, number two, we go again, I go Coach Carter. Uh, honestly forgot that movie and then Cam reminded me today and then I had to put it back on my list. That's how the blind side got kicked out. Uh, and number one, it's just a personal favorite. Like, it's a great movie. Draft Day is my number one. It might be my favorite movie of all time, honestly. Fuck, none of you have kicking and screaming. That's great. Uh, so, yeah, Draft <laughs> Day is my number one. <laughs> Bro, to me, putting kicking and screaming <laughs> is, like putting, is like putting 22 Jump Street on there <laughs> just because he plays football. <laughs> no, no, you can't, you can't say that this movie isn't about soccer. I guess, like. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> or even underdog team, an underdog coach. Mike Dick is in it. Come on. Very true. Mike Dick is in it. All right. That was a good one. That was good. I like that segment. That was All enjoyable. Right. All right. So we're going to move on to our last segment of the day. It's a, it's a segment we do every week. We end it off like this. And it's just our lock in the, of the week in terms of betting. I'm going to go first because I'm on a freaking hot streak, okay? I'm 3-0. and Since we keep putting the same player. Yeah, okay. I picked Alvin Kamara. Then I picked – who did I pick? Alvin Kamara, and then Alvin Kamara. <laughs> no, I, picked, I picked Alvin Kamara, then I picked someone else, and I picked Alvin Kamara again. But anyways, he didn't score, okay? But keeping the theme of touchdown score, uh, anytime touchdown scores, let's keep this streak alive with Tyreek Hill. Anytime touchdown score. Lock it down. You're making money this week. Okay, well, to, to, to cut my losses because I had a terrible week, I'm going to loop my bold prediction into – my lock of the week and just go Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown score. I have my bold prediction of the week is two, but you know, loop them in so that I hopefully I get both can go two and zero on the week. So Travis Kelsey, anytime tutty score. We're rolling with the chiefs, the chiefs theme. My lock is Patty Mahomes, three touchdown passes. I don't think the Browns have enough to stop him. All right. I'm going to hop on the, uh, on the, uh, anytime touchdown score. I'm going to go with Aaron Jones. Ooh. I like it. I like it a lot. I feel like they've been, they've been, like, using him a lot less lately. Yeah, because uh, he's a free agent, so they're trying to get A.J. Dillon in. But now you're trying to win a Super Bowl. I don't think they care if he's leaving or not. A.J. Dillon's been playing well, though, to be fair. Yeah. Listen, I'm not very good at this lock thing, so don't really listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so that does it for Episode 5 of the Nothing But Controversy podcast. Just a couple little reminders. We now post our uh, visuals as a total video on YouTube at Nothing But Controversy. Um, of course, we still have little video clips on Instagram at Nothing But Controversy. We got Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere else, really. That's SoundCloud, it. wherever you wherever you can listen to podcasts, we're there. There you go. At Nothing. Don't but forget to subscribe on the YouTube too. That follow helps. us. Uh, follow us on Instagram, share our page. We'll be doing a giveaway soon. So stay tuned for that. Yes, sir. Have a wonderful week. Go Crimson Tide. Go Saints. Let's freaking go. Let's make some money this week too. Just a little closing remark. 
I hope by the time we film next week, the enemy is the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> That's all I want to say.